Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. A lot to recap. Warriors beat the Celtics. They're up three games to two as the series now heads to Boston. Game six will be on Thursday. Phil Mickelson shows up at the U.S. Open, and the media was waiting for him. We'll have that for you coming up. Also, this just in. This is from uh, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports. As many camps begin today for the Browns and Panthers, trade talks between the teams continue surrounding Baker Mayfield per sources. The main issue remains Mayfield's salary and how much or how little teams will pay. Jonathan Jones goes on to say there's urgency on Carolina's side to execute the deal soon so Baker Mayfield can get some time in minicamp with the Panthers. For the Browns, it's the best offer they have. Talks ongoing. So we'll uh, keep an eye out for that. Feels like something is inevitable between Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. I thought maybe if you're the Cleveland Browns, you want an insurance policy here with Deshaun Watson if he's going to play this year. And if not, does Baker want to stay? He's still under contract and pretty much audition for a job around the NFL. Yes, Seton O'Connor? Feels like the Panthers make sense for him for some reason. I don't really know why, but you're like, oh, the Panthers? Yeah, I could see that. The bar seems to be low there. But they keep saying, "Uh, no, we got our quarterback right now. I'm like, okay, got your quarterback right now until you get Baker Mayfield. I got ahead of myself because the news just came in. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app. You can watch this program all three hours. All 14 cameras that we have. You get to see the sausage being made and sometimes eaten. Uh, Merch, we got some great merchandise. 
We got some Dynasty shirts. We got Enfuego t-shirts. We got a whole lot there at danpatrick.com for Father's Day. This program brought to you by M-Drive. Supplements for driven guys looking to increase their energy, strength, and drive. You don't have to slow down as we get older. M-Drive's clinically tested ingredients support T-levels, energy, and metabolism. Don't let age beat you. Get mdrivedan.com. We'll get to phone calls, play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that coming up. We say good morning to our radio affiliates under the iHeartRadio umbrella, Fox Sports Radio, and we are approaching nearly 400 radio stations. Tomorrow, we, uh, I think, are joining Columbus, Ohio. We also have Nashville, Tennessee coming up as well. So uh, big day, big stuff, and we look forward to being in those cities. Climb aboard. Last night, the Celtics, they had a chance. You had the Celtics limiting Steph Curry to zero three-pointers. First time that's happened in four years. They also out-rebounded the Warriors by eight. Twice as many free throws. Held the Warriors to just under 23% from three-point range. That's a win, right? And they lost. They lost by 10. Now you go back to Boston And all you want to do, if you get to a game seven, even if it's on the road, strange things happen. But the Warriors have historically dominated game six. Hard to imagine Steph Curry having another off night. The Warriors felt like they stole the game last night after historically off night, certainly for Steph Curry. But, you know, I said it yesterday. I've said it throughout the series. If I'm Boston, somebody else has to beat us. Well, they lost last night, Steph Curry. They played good defense on Steph Curry. I don't know if he was exhausted from what happened in game four. Maybe they just played good defense. Maybe they did send two guys after him. Maybe they forced him to give the ball up. No no three-pointers. And that's when you say, okay, is Wiggins going to show up? Is Poole going to show up? Is Draymond Green, Clay Thompson? And the answer is yes, they did. But that's what happens when you have a good team, bordering on being a great team and a dynasty. They pick up where they need to, and they needed to last night because Steph Curry did not have a good shooting night. He had a horrible shooting night. But if you're going to get contributions, if Wiggins is going to be putting up 26 and 13, Poole, Payton, I mean, that's what you need. And you saw that. And that's something that Boston has not been able to rely upon. Remember when we had Al Horford starting game one and Al Horford was killing it? MVP! <laughs> and then what? Al Horford. Uh, hello? Uh, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. They did okay. But you can't just do okay. And I keep, I think they're a year away, thought that they were a year away. They were proving me wrong with what they did in the postseason. It just it felt like and feels like they don't have that person. Al Horford, I think, was supposed to be that guy, like, I'm going to calm you down, and this is how we do it. You get in these situations. It's just taking care of the basketball. The Warriors had six turnovers. Celtics had 18. And then they capitalized off those turnovers. I still don't understand what the offensive philosophy is of Boston because it just feels like it's scattered. It doesn't feel like they know exactly what they're doing or when to do it or not to do it. Shot selection. 
But these are things that come along with having all the experience that a head coach was Steve Kerr. You got Steph. You got Clay. And I didn't think that the lack of experience was going to hurt Boston as much as it, it has. It, but, you know, keep in mind, you know, we get to these points, and I've, I, I covered so many NBA finals where you think, okay, it's going to be over. And then it's not over. And then if you get to a Game 7, then all it takes is somebody to have a career night or two guys to have a career night or somebody twists an ankle, somebody gets injured. Like, strange things happen. Here's Steve Kerr on Steph Curry's night. I think Steph was probably due for a game like this. You know, he's been shooting the ball so well that, uh, you know, at some point he was going to have a tough night. But we've got, we've got a lot of talent, a lot of depth that can make up for that. And the guys did a good job of that tonight. Yeah, they did. NBD. No big deal. Said the right things about Steph Curry. Here's Steph Curry on his shooting night. Of course, it bothers me as a shooter. You want to impact the game that way, but thankfully, that's not the only thing that you do out there um, on the court. I remember the first game of the year against the Lakers. I had a very similar like shooting night, but impact the game other ways. And that is that. That's the mark of a great player. He had a bad shooting night. Okay, don't be one-dimensional. You got eight assists here. Also, keep in mind, Golden State's bench outscored Boston's 31-10. to 10. Jordan Poole and Gary Payton accounted for 29 of those points. That, that's where it's devastating, where you've done everything you could possibly do. We kept Steph Curry under wraps. We did okay with the other uh, members of the starting five. But when that second wave comes in, that's, that's a difference maker. And I thought that they were going to have not an advantage, but, but they were going to be able to hold their own with Boston because sometimes what happens when you get to the finals, the further you get in the postseason, the smaller your rotation is a number of players. It might be seven, might be eight. And I thought, okay, no James Wiseman. Kaminga hasn't played. And I thought, okay, if Gary Payton is able to come back, that's a big deal for them. And people look at you like, Gary Payton? Yes, he's really active. And Jordan Poole, I, they're not household names. I mean, Gary is only because of his father. But, you know, they put up 29 of those 31 points. You're outscoring them by 21 with your bench. That's huge. And that makes up for an off night with one of the great shooters in the history of the game. Here is Clay Thompson going back to Boston. It doesn't mean anything if I go out there and lay an egg in a couple days or a few days. So I'm just excited to build on it. And wow, just going to be, I'm, I've never been so excited to go to Boston, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Celtics are 1-7 in seven when they turn the ball over 16 times or more. They stay under 16 turnovers. They're 14-2. and two. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day, yeah, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Thank you, Darius. We will get to phone calls coming up. Poll question, our buddy Chris Haynes, who covers the NBA for Yahoo Sports and TNT, will join us coming up in a little bit. Uh, Seton, what do you have today? If you were the Warriors, would you rather win game six on the road, game seven at home? I want to win. I don't care. Because you're not going to be able to choose this. 
I don't think you can go, you know what? We want to win in Boston. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, this is the old question. If you're a Warriors fan who has tickets to Game 7. Mm, right. Yes, that's and it. That's you could, the question. Okay. Yeah, we did this about eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're a Warriors fan with, with tickets to Game 7, you could choose. No, you know you're going to win Game 6 in Boston. You can guarantee it. You can guarantee or that you're winning dice. in Game 6 or you roll the dice for Game 7. Yikes. <laughs> I want to win. Yeah. That's it. I don't care where. It's still the same trophy. It still is going to feel great. It might even feel better if you win it in Boston. Yes, Paulie? But if you're a Warriors fan, you've seen this happen a few times. It's not like you're a Cubs fan or a Detroit Tiger, a Lions fan who's like, I need, I need a title. I just need a title. They're a little spoiled. You know, they've seen a few titles out there. They may say, like, you know what? I want to, I want to be in the, in the building. Man, it drives Seton crazy. You know, we, we text each other during the game, and then, you know, Seton's like, has things i hate these guys they're whiners Ugh. why do you hate golden state so much you know what there's just something about the <laughs> this mixture of like a tough guy attitude while flopping so much yeah. like but selling fouls like that and selling contact and you know like somebody's hand brushed by my face and it's like oh <laughs> oh my gosh dude and then get up and be like, yeah, that's right. You know, like, yeah, yeah, who else wants some? And you're like, dude, shut up. It's so lame. Last night was the game that made me feel like, you know what? The, like, old school guys are right. The game is too soft. Oh. The game is way too soft. And that's with the Celtics, too. Because they're, they're not much better. They're not as bad as the Warriors. But but they, Marcus Smart shouldn't oh. be getting thrown around the court like that. He's diving all over oh, the place. And not in a hustle way, in a flop way. It's like. Yeah, there there were times watching last night where I said, this just isn't good basketball. You know, there are moments and it's not all in my day. It's just not good basketball. It's spread the floor, shoot the three. You're missing. Keep shooting the three. But, you know, give credit. Golden State played really good defense, too. And, and I'm going to give Boston credit, although I don't know why it took him so long. Steph Curry would would not beat me. I would do my damnedest to make sure that he does not beat me. And it was mission accomplished last night. But you got to make sure the other guys pick the guy. I would not even guard Draymond Green. I would just say, you're out there on the perimeter. Go ahead. Take your shot. Because he doesn't even want to take a shot anymore. He's almost like Ben Simmons. I don't want to take this shot. Yes, he He had... Draymond Green passed up like wide open layups yeah. last night yeah. where he was right under the hoop and instead of going in for the layup, he just kicked it back out. Yeah, that was weird that uh, he's almost got into his in his own head here. Yeah, Paul. I know what Seton's saying because I like the Warriors, but the new version of flopping, the old flopping was you get hit in the chest on a charge, you do the old Shane Battier. That's like a generation ago. Now, if someone's elbow or hand is anywhere near yeah. your face, you do the, oh, you know, you've been hit. Yeah. It, it, that's tough. It's just not, it's not fun to watch. Like, I just want you to just play. And I would love for the official to just tee up somebody who does one of those flops and be like, no, you're acting, that's a tee. Now shut up. Yes, Eden. Well, how much responsibility, I know it's the players doing it, but how much responsibility do the officials have to curb that? Because they seem to fall for it 90% of the time. I thought they were going to do this a couple of years ago when they had a new rule where they were going to punish you, penalize you. 
Like the J.J. Barea rule. <laughs> I don't know if it's officially called that. I think he was the first guy to get called for it in the yeah. game where he flopped and they actually called it on him. That's his I, legacy. All right, let me tell you. Yeah. No, he was also married to or maybe still married to Miss Universe. Really? J.J. Barea? Like he had to leave the planet to find women? That's I, how... I, I think it was Miss Universe. so done with Earth. Ugh, and there's no women. Where is Universe? Because Checking. I tried to visit that to find a Miss Universe. I never found her. Oh, I did. I married her. Oh, yeah. See, see, Marvin? That's how it works. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, that's smart. Smart business. Yeah. Smart business. Dan. Bloop, bloop. All right. We'll take a break. Phone call's coming up. We'll settle on our poll question. Got a play of the day. And uh, we'll talk to Chris Haynes, our good buddy. He was at the game last night. Get his thoughts as this series heads back to Boston. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. LifeLock is here to help you. And you go, I don't know if I need LifeLock. Yes, you do. Two million people have been affected by the recent data breach at a healthcare group, a Massachusetts-based healthcare organization. Compromised information, social security numbers, birth dates, if exploited by cyber criminals, that stolen information, they could commit identity theft. It's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every single day, we put so much information out there on the internet. In an instant, cyber criminal could steal what's yours. That's why it's good to have LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if they detect your information has been compromised, they send you an alert. You have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all business uh, businesses. But protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Save now. Uh, up to 25% off your first year using the promo code Patrick. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're so shallow on this program. I told the guys that J.J. Barea, backup point guard for the Mavericks, was married to Miss Universe. And Seton's like, you weren't lying. I go, why would I lie about that? This is going to surprise you, but she's gorgeous. I know, that's what he said. And they started a family and they have a couple of children. But yeah, Miss Universe, what is it, 2011? Is that? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Pauline. What what universe is she from that she thinks J.J. Barea is a star NBA athlete? I don't think I made an all-star team. Nice career. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. J.J. Barea. So wow. much hate for J.J. Barea all of a sudden. Yeah. Miss Universe. Good for Dang. him. Yeah. Good, good for, you, for him. Yeah. Chris Haynes. Oh, our good buddy. TNT sideline reporter. Host of Posted Up podcast with Chris Haynes, the senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. How you feeling today, Chris? DP, I'm all right. I mean, it's it's a little frustrating watching those Celtics uh, over the last couple of games. You know, just the way, golly. You know, I have no rooting interest, DP. I, I don't care. I get paid the same no matter who wins or loses. But, 
Yeah, I, I do like to watch good basketball. And, and sometimes, man, just watching these Celtics, especially over the last couple of games, man, it's just really frustrating. But I'm t- let's say somebody didn't watch the game last night. How would you sum up what happened? Turnovers. That's what I was – carelessness. Um, just, you know, they're showing their – their lack of experience, you know, at this stage. I'm talking about the Celtics. This just looks like a team that – it just looks like the stage is a little bit too much for them, especially when the game gets tight. It doesn't matter if they're at home or on the road. When the game gets tight, they shrink. And it's frustrating. Like, this this team, like, they're throwing the ball, just just throwing cross-court passes with no regard to who's over there. A teammate may be over there. A teammate may not be over there. It's just – it's really crazy how they've gotten to this point and been able to, you know, be – you know, they, they you could argue – you can make the argument that they've had the toughest run to get to this point, taking down Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, then the Miami Heat. And I was on that series uh, uh, for the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics for TNT. And uh, I think Miami just got really banged up. Jimmy Butler wasn't himself to the latter stages. And I think they might have caught a break. But, golly, it's really frustrating to watch this Celtics squad. It's high-end talent, but it's disorganized high-end talent. And I'm wondering, usually you have a point guard. Usually you have – but Marcus Smart is not that guy. Um, and, and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, while they're high end talent, you know, you got it's it's and sometimes that's contagious. The Golden State Warriors made ball movement look beautiful when they first started. It was like, wow, extra pass, all those things. The Celtics don't have that capability. They they, they it feels like they're trying to be Golden State versus Golden State. I think, you know, you definitely touched on something, DP, when you talk about the point guard situation. I love Marcus Smart. Um, you know, he's the defensive player of the year. He does a lot for that team. Arguably, he's the heart and soul of that roster. But, you know, not having somebody who can kind of set the tone and keep keep the keep the offense going, making sure everybody gets into their sets and get into the right spot so they can get quality shots. That's something that's lacking right now. You know, the turnovers from Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart are absurd. You know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, while while their handles are pretty – they're okay. They got a nice tight handle. But when they're trying to penetrate in traffic, they lose the ball. They throw it away. Like, they have a difficult time trying to penetrate when there's somebody within arm's reach. And so it's – you know, know, we're talking – next year in the future, what they need to do moving forward. But this series, man, they just got to play smart. And that's just something they haven't been able to do. How would you sum up the Celtics defense on Steph Curry and why he had an off night, hit a historically bad off night? They, they were smothering him, DP. I, I was very impressed on that end. They definitely wanted to clean that up off of the, you know, historic game he had in game four. Um, coming off of those screens, you know, he was clean off the screen. Robert Williams uh, did a much better job and Al Horford in playing up off of the pick and roll. I think they were sagging back too much. You And you can't do that. Stephen Curry, you give him any type of space, he's going to make you pay. Stephen Curry didn't have those looks. The problem was they gave up gave up looks on the other end to Andrew Wiggins and to uh, and to um, Poole. Yeah, and so, you know, it, it was just a tough situation. I mean, in DP, not to get back on the Celtics again, but 
I saw a stat that I believe was by Stat News, and it, it completely caught me by surprise. Jason Tatum has had the most turnovers ever in a single postseason. That right there is cause for concern. Your best player having that many turnovers, you, you, you can't win that way. Yeah, and I, I think people want to elevate him into that. It, it, there's rare- I did. I did. Okay. I did. I was one of those. I was one of those guys. I was one of those people. You know. Look. I mean. Look at the run that he had, getting up to this point. You look at the fact that he's six eight, and can dribble the ball. You know. People. People say. You know. He's reminiscent of um, a Tracy McGrady type player. But one thing I've saw DP in his game is that, you know, he has a tight handle, and you know, I would say I would say this to Jason as well. But, you know, he moves when he's dribbling the ball, trying to get his shot. He moves east to west. It's like in his handles, he's trying to set up his jump shot. He has a real difficult time trying to penetrate, go north, go uh, go south, get to the basket. And, you know, that's that's going to be something he lacks in. He can get his shot because he's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, but is it going to be a quality shot? And then he's having problems, especially uh, with um, Andrew Wiggins and getting to the basket. So I'm seeing a lot of holes right now that we just didn't see other teams um, be able to bring out. But, you know, I was one of those guys, DP, that was saying, you know, win a title, um, elevate some of the superstar status. But, you know, even if they are to win the title, DP, say they do come back and win um, the next two. You know, I, I don't know. It's going it's to be up to him, up to him and Jalen Brown, who's going to get the finals, you know, finals MVP. I don't know if it's hands down Jason Tatum. So there's a lot that we saw. Yeah, and, and there are two games left. If you're a Celtic fan, you hope there are two games left. And if they win game six back home and then you go on the road and maybe he has one of those historically great nights and they do win a title. He's only 24. I just thought the Celtics as a team were a year away. And I think Jason Tatum is a year away maybe from joining uh, uh, that rarefied air. Like the Greek freak, Luca. There's only a couple of those guys that are truly great. LeBron may not be in that you know group anymore. Uh, just because you're first team All NBA doesn't mean you're up there where you take over a series. I mean, I think we 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 were hoping he'd be, or maybe we were rooting for him to be. But at 24, that's a lot to ask, and it feels like the moment may be a little too big for him. Maybe these, you know, this game in Boston helps him. But if I said, who is your MVP right now, though, Chris Haynes from uh, Yahoo Sports? I will have to go with, I mean, I, this is me. People may hate me. I'm not giving my MVP award to a, a losing team. So even if Steph, prob- I will, look, I can't say it. Steph will have to go off, just have crazy, crazy numbers and lose for me to even consider him. But as of right now, with Golden State being up, uh, he would be my finals MVP. But Andrew Wiggins is not too far behind. You know, there's still a lot of game left to be played for anybody to have that award. Yeah, I had a discussion with Reggie Miller yesterday, and he said uh-huh. he thinks Steph Curry, even if they lose, is, is the MVP. Now, this is prior to last night. I said, yeah. you can't give it to Steph if you didn't give it to LeBron the year that Andre Iguodala got it. LeBron was unbelievable. You gave the MVP to the guy whose job, sole job, was to guard LeBron. And LeBron averaged almost a triple-double. 
you, you can't do unless the voters go, you know, we made a mistake back then. We're not going to make a mistake this time around. Steph, Steph was wonderful in game four. He was not good last night. I have a hard time giving him the MVP in a losing effort if they would lose these last two games. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, DP. And you know, I don't think I voted. I can't remember. I don't think I voted that year that Iguodala got Finals MVP. But you know, there's there's still a lot of game left to be played. You know, he had a great game four, um, not so great game game five. And Andrew Wiggins, even in game four, he came through big time for them down the stretch, and he was the best player of game five. So the the, the water is up for grass. But DP, to your point about uh, Jason Tatum probably being on the cusp and making first team All NBA. We got to keep in mind the Milwaukee Bucks were not whole. Keep in mind the Los Angeles Clippers were not whole. We talking about first team All NBA and you know knocking down the door. You know Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they're going to be back. Uh, I think the Lakers will be back to a certain point. I don't think you know I, I don't think we'll see the same type of season. So you know these 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 moments. I, I I overheard some of the Celtics when they were walking out of the arena. I overheard them saying, "Man, we got to capitalize on these moments because you think just because they're yeah. a young team that they're going to be back." Yeah. And so they understand it. Like they understand the magnitude and the opportunity that they have. I just don't know if they can execute for a full 48 minutes. They, they just haven't shown it at all, at all this series. They should be 3-1, up 3-1 in this series. You know, they, 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 they're shooting themselves in the foot. Safe travels to Boston. Thanks for getting up early with us, Chris. DP, for you, I'll drink my <laughs> coffee and jump on here. Thank Anytime, you, Anytime, brother. That's Take Chris care. Haynes, senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. He was such a, a gift to us during the pandemic. In the bubble, he was wonderful. A TNT sideline reporter and host of uh, Post It Up with Chris Haynes, his podcast. Here's another thing. If Golden State were to lose the next two games, then I can't give that MVP to Steph because you're the leader of a team that would lose two games, lose the final two games, and you would lose the. I have to hold that against you, even if you play well. But I think if Boston has that same approach, which is what I would do, I would make the other guys beat me. If Wiggins or Poole or Peyton, they're going to beat me, I'm okay with that. I can't have Steph Curry beat me. If Draymond Green goes off, I'm okay with that. But Steph and Clay can't beat me. And that's why I was shocked in game four that they never went after Steph and just said, we're going to make you pick up the ball. Guys, the bench players, role players, they played extremely well. But that's a credit to them. I thought Boston did what they needed to do except for turnovers. Out-rebound, you hold them to a horrible shooting percentage from three-point range. You shoot more free throws. You win that game. You steal that game. Yeah, Paul. Is that the sports award you'd least like to win? MVP when in a losing finals effort, whether World Series, NFL, whatever. It does again. It doesn't happen very often. Only a few people have ever done it. That seems like the award you would not put on your your mantle. Yeah, I don't think Jerry West has that trophy front and center yeah. if you walk into his house. Hey, here's a reminder. Hey, <laughs> you got the MVP. Yeah, we lost. It's like the ultimate wasn't my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Remember I when I was awesome and you guys stunk? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Paul. I'll, I'll tell you, Charles Barkley could have got it when, when with the Suns. If you were going to give it to someone who lost, because that they were really close to beating the Bulls. If Barkley would have won 
series MVP in that loss, that would have been okay. I think you have to go to seven games. Yeah. I don't think you can do it in six. I think you have to get to seven. I thought Sean Kemp was the best player on the floor when Seattle lost to the Bulls. Because uh, I was actually there for Sports Center, but I was also covering the uh, Seattle huddle for ESPN Radio. Quinn Buckner had the Bulls, and I, I said, I'd love to do, you know, the, the huddle. I, I worked ESPN Radio where, you know, they throw down to the court reporter, and I'd be that guy. I'm fascinated with what was going on inside that huddle. They knew the Bulls did not have an answer to Sean Kemp. They knew it. And so did the Bulls. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, confirming what Chris Haynes said, Jason Tatum has the most turnovers in a postseason since the ABA-NBA merger. Wow. Oh, okay. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini, official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Now, you have to be a really good player to have a lot of turnovers in the postseason. Hold on. I'll explain. You know who used to have the most turnovers in a postseason? Guys, want to guess here? Marv? LeBron? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> LeBron had the most. After that, who is uh, now third on the list? Jason Tatum, LeBron James, third on the list. Paulie? John Stockton? No. Seton? Kobe? No. This one surprised me because I didn't think he handled the ball consistently enough to have this many turnovers. Hint. You got a hint? That was the that hint. That was the hint. <laughs> <laughs> what do, what um, do you want me to tell you? It's Dwayne Wade? Is that a hint? Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Wade. After that, Larry Bird. After that, that, the, That's faulty. After <laughs> that? The turnover machine. Isaiah Thomas. After that... Dan Patrick, shut the hell up. Excuse me. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. You got to be a really good player to have a lot of turnovers because you got the ball in your hand. Is there a compliment in there somewhere? Yes, Mark. Where's Mike Miller on that list? Mike Miller. No, he didn't play. And that's not fair. Why are you throwing him in there? And also, you have to have historical perspective here. Jason Tatum is 24. His first NBA Finals appearance. Fifth year in the league. Jordan was 27 when he won his first title, seventh NBA season. LeBron, 27 when he won his first title, his ninth NBA season. Kobe was 21 when he won his first title, his fourth NBA season. Got to have perspective here with Jason Tatum. I just think he might be a year away. Well, it depends on what you take away from this year to make you better next year. The great players or potentially great players always add. They're always adding. And if Jason Tatum continues to do that, and, and I don't know if you can teach court awareness or understand the angles that you have. That pass doesn't work here. Don't force that shot here. Yeah, Marv. So Jason Tatum uh, getting first team All-NBA. Kawhi wasn't there. Paul George wasn't there. LeBron didn't have a great year because the Lakers weren't good. Is this because, hey, look, 
we got to put somebody on. Latrell Sprewell was first team All-NBA one season. Nobody considered him a top five player. So are we putting the pressure on because people voted? And Yeah, and I think it's because – but he did play extremely well. From January on, they had a historical turnaround. And Jason Tatum is largely responsible for that. And I understand if you want to reward him. And the opportunity there to be a first-team All-NBA player. I get it. I just sometimes you watch a player and you wonder if they've they've truly mastered it, that they know this is what happens. Bad game, I do this. Don't panic. Don't force things. And Jason Tatum is learning that. He's learning right in front of us. Yes, Eden. Jason Tatum seems a little too comfortable letting other people do the work, though. He's very comfortable letting Al Horford jack up threes mm -hmm. rather than himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Play of the Day is up next. We'll get to your phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Check this out. Wiggins down the lane, rises, and hammers with the right. A little Air Canada as he spikes it down. A 15-point lead. Who is this guy? That's courtesy of the Warriors Radio Network. The game. Play of the day brought to you by Sincoro Tequila. Delicious, ultra smooth, naturally rich tequila. Best enjoyed neat. On the rocks, slice of orange for your favorite tequila cocktail. Perfect toast to a life well played. Drink responsibly, of course. 2022 Sincoro Tequila. 40% alcohol by volume and poured by Sincoro Spirits Group, LLC, Miami, Florida. Andrew Wiggins is averaging 18-9 and nine per game in the finals. Back-to-back double-doubles. Every finals has a guy like this. You focus on this guy or those guys. And then somebody has to come to the rescue. Doesn't always happen, but you do have players who will be the NBA Finals MVP, and you go, how did that happen? Andre Iguodala, I don't know how it happened. I watched the series. He had some moments. I just know LeBron James was single-handedly keeping his team in the Finals. Poll question, update the uh, poll results there, Seton. Dan, we went with the classic uh, poll question that we've done a couple of times before uh, whenever a team is leading in a series. Mm, okay. If you were a Warriors fan with tickets to Game 7, would you rather mm. guarantee a win in Game 6, roll the dice for Game 7? Right. right now, 72% of the audience, they just want the win. Yes. They just want the dub. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. I bet there's something special, too, about doing it in Boston, just based on the way the series has gone with the fans. <laughs> right now, DraftKings has the Celtics as minus four, game six. Hmm. Also, the uh, MVP odds, it's uh, still Steph Curry by a large margin. Um, let me see anything. Okay, here's one. <laughs> DraftKings has over under Jason Tatum turnovers. Oh. <laughs> you guys want to guess what the that over under that mean spirited? Well, it's it's also part of the game. Anybody want to guess the over under Jason Tatum turnovers game six? Paulie, four and a half. All right, Todd. Three and a half. Bloop, 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 bloop. I nailed it. Yeah, you're killing it. Three and a half turnovers. Uh, let me see. Steph Curry over under is 28 and a half. Tatum over under 28 and a half. Draymond Green, I think the over under on points was seven and a half, and he had eight. I think he started out with like seven points early, and I go, he's going to put up some numbers here. And then they decided that he didn't want to shoot anymore. Yes, Paulie? I'm looking back at NBA Finals MVPs. Shaquille O'Neal, oh my gosh, his his playoff stats for the Lakers when they had their you know three in a row. Yeah, for the playoffs he averaged thirty six and fifteen for that entire run. Thirty six and fifteen, <laughs> half yeah. of that would get you an MVP yeah. these days. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. There's some guys like uh, Kawhi Leonard had averaged twelve and six for the Spurs and won an MVP. And then Andre Iguodala obviously had the lowest stats. All right, some phone calls here. Uh, let's see. Roy, uh, Roy in Lancaster. Hey, Roy. Hey, Dan. What's going on with you and the crew this morning? Everything's good. How about you? Hey, I'm good, man. But I'm I'm feeling a little bit like, uh, you know, some of you guys with the bad basketball. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm looking at Tatum. I'm looking at Brown. When those guys go to their left, they are very – they're uncomfortable. And I think Kerr and his coaching staff probably saw that. I saw Draymond heavily shedding those guys to their weak hand. I'm not saying that they can't go left, but they're uncomfortable. Guys like Kobe Bryant and, 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 you know, stars that I sold a lot, they can go with either hand and they don't look uncomfortable doing it. So you can't shed them one way or the other. Yeah, but those guys are, those are unique. Those are unique talents. But thank you, Roy. Here's the thing I don't understand with Jason Tatum. I think he can beat whoever's guarding him off the dribble. I think he can get to the hoop. I think that he can use his size advantage. But mid-range jumper, not good. Even shooting threes last night. If you're not hitting the jumper, then contribute in a different way. Get to the free throw line and, and take it to the hoop. That's what I, I expect him to do. If, if Steph switches on him... Don't use your height advantage to take the jumper. Use your, your size to get to the hoop on him. Yes, Eaton. Based on recent memory, what exactly gives you the uh, belief that Jason Tatum can get to the hoop and beat anybody one? Uh, well, I've seen him do it, but I, he has to want to do it. You know, Jalen Brown did that on Draymond Green uh, a couple of games ago where, you know, he just said, let me take him off the dribble, and he beat him to the hoop. But their whole offense seems to be somebody... Drive down the middle of the lane and kick out and kick it right out to wildly kick it out to whoever might be open. Ben in Houston. Hi, Ben. What's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. Um, I got two takes. Um, so you keep saying about basketball being like 
not unwatchable, just not as good as back in the day. I mean, I kind of agree with it, but it's pretty cool watching all the ball movement and how the teams are really scheming to get a three-point shot off when everyone knows it. I think that's okay. Had we flipped, say, eras, and the three was very vital back in the day, and today would be, you know, focused on twos, I think we'd appreciate the style more. Okay, but Ben, do you like baseball the way it is now that it's either a strikeout or a home run? Oh, man. No, no. But that's what the NBA is. It's either you make a three or you miss a three. But thanks for the phone call. Look, when it's done at, at, a, at a high skill level, it's beautiful to see. I love the ball movement that Golden State has. I love to watch a team who makes an extra pass. Boston doesn't know how to make that extra pass. It's just awkward. And, and that's what happens. Everybody thought, well, we want to be just like the Golden State Warriors. Nobody can be like the Golden State Warriors. And that's what I find frustrating, where you just keep shooting threes. Whether you're hitting them or not, keep shooting threes. The math is in our favor. Got to get to the hoop. Get free throws. Slow the game down a little bit. One hour in the books, two more to go. We'll touch on Phil Mickelson's press conference yesterday at the U.S. Open. More of your phone calls as well. Also, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, contract talks, and is Baker Mayfield going to Carolina? One more item. We close out hour one, Full Sail University, launching the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. We launched it a little over three years ago. We started out with five students. Now we have over 400, and there's a lot of reasons why. You're earning your bachelor's degree, an accelerated bachelor's degree in sportscasting. We teach you everything in front of the camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio, everything in between. What I love, we have people who are teaching you who have been in the business. Real-world experience, over two. 200 years of experience with my faculty. Full Sail, their approach to education is hands-on learning, immersive projects, and we want you to get jobs. We help you get jobs. That's the important part here. At Full Sail, you can earn that bachelor's degree in about half the time, as short as 20 months, and you can do it online or on Full Sail's campus, a beautiful campus in Orlando, Florida. Learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Go to fullsail.edu slash danpatrick. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.